Welcome to the Twinkle Talks EYFS podcast. Working in the early years is busy, funny, messy and exhausting. Join me, Shana, some of the Twinkle EYFS team, special guest speakers and other early years practitioners as we talk honestly about our experiences. Whether you're listening for CPD, on your commute or to help you relax, Twinkle EYFS will share everything you need to know about all things early years. Hello, it's Shana here from the Twinkle Talks EYFS podcast, here to bring you another great episode. Now today's episode is going to look a little bit different. We have some really exciting news. From this episode, our wonderful colleagues over on the Twinkle Private Earliers team are going to merge their podcast with ours and all of their episodes are going to be here. So if you are a listener for the first time because you've come over from the Twinkle Private Earliers chat room podcast, welcome. So excited to have you. And don't worry, all of the episodes that were recorded previously on their podcast have all been moved over to here too. So you'll get to listen to not only your lovely episodes, but ours too. And the same for our regular listeners of Twinkle Talks EYFS podcast. You now have even more wonderful content to enjoy. So from now on, every other episode will be from the Twinkle Private Earliest team. So exciting. And we're kicking off with a really great chat today. We're going to hear from Katie, Charlotte, Fliss and Hannah from the Twinkle Private Earliest team about their views on what the differences are between school-based and private nurseries. So I'm going to stop talking. Take it away, ladies. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Private Early Years chat room. I'm Katie. And I'm Charlotte. And I'm Fliss. And I'm Hannah. And that's right, Hannah is a new member on the Private Nurseries and Preschool team at Twinkle. So Hannah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, um, so I've worked in early years settings, trained as an early years teacher, worked as a manager and supported apprentices and students through their courses as well. Perfect. So as part of the team, Hannah specialises in a lot of different things across the board, but she tends to focus a lot on supporting apprentices and students, so the up-and-coming early years practitioners. And she's joining us today to talk about a topic which we see coming up a lot, especially over summer, which is what is the difference between working in a school-based early years setting and a private early years setting? And I think for me and for most people, the biggest difference that's obvious straight away are the working hours. Yeah, I feel like you do longer days as well. In a private setting. Yeah, in a private setting, you do. You can do like up to like 12-hour shifts some days, depending on if you get a day off during the week. And then some people might just work mornings or afternoons or just come in for a few hours if they're covering someone. So, I mean, you can get a different shift every day as well. So you might be doing an early one day, a late the next day. So yeah, your sleep pattern can be quite messed up when you work in a private nursery setting. Whereas I feel like in a school setting, it's very set hours and you do the same hours pretty much majority of the time. And it's the same every day, isn't it? It's usually sort yeah. of like eight, nine o'clock till three, four, depending if you get time to pack away, set up. And you'll also find as well that because of the hours, 
you tend to have different patterns for the children. So in a private setting where I've always worked, it's always been either do a half day or a full day. But most children did full days. But I found that in school settings, there was a lot more half day and AM or PM children. I don't know if that was your experience, Charlotte. Yeah, we used to have quite a lot of children do like morning sessions. In the, like, I worked in a like a school nursery setting for a little bit. And they had a lot of children do mornings and then a lot of children do afternoons um, more than like full days. Whereas I used to find working in a private nursery, a lot of children would do nine hours, 10 hours. We didn't really have that many that would come in in the afternoon or just do mornings. A lot did do like quite long, longer days. Do you reckon that's because of the funding? Like, because the schools are more based on the funding rather than paying. So they want to use the hours across a certain amount of days or... Yeah, I think that's exactly yeah. it because schools are completely funded by the government, the local authority, that kind of thing. They have a different set of hours that they're required to do. And whether you've got the two year funding or the three year funding, the other thing that they don't do that we do in private settings is they don't do the stretched funding. Do you know, say so that would a stretched funding takes you through the school holidays as well. But obviously, you don't need to do that in a school setting because school settings actually get the holidays off which it could be a perk or a disadvantage depending how you look at it I think in private settings I like picking when I go on holiday yeah I say the same apart from like probably when you have your own children you want the school holidays off when they're at school but for me I prefer picking your own holiday I don't like being away in the school holidays when all the children are away at the same time <laughs> I'm surrounded by children all the time I don't need them anymore <laughs> it's like you don't get a break you go on holiday and then you've got more children around you running around the pool like I don't know I say that I don't mind I also do start to mind, do you know, on those days where they're breaking up for half term or the school holidays and I'm seeing it all online and they're mm-hmm. like, last day and I'm still working. That's the only time of year I tend to mind because then I'm just like crying into my pillow. I used to find Christmas like used to annoy me because I really wanted Christmas off and I never got Christmas off. I'd work like Christmas Eve yeah, and then I'd be back like the day after Boxing Day. So like I never got any time off at Christmas. So when everyone was like, oh, yeah, two weeks for Christmas, I was like, yeah, not for me. So I don't have children, so I'm not allowed it off. Did you not shut for a week over Christmas? No, no. we were the hospital nursery, so uh, yeah. hospitals don't stop, so we didn't stop. So I never got it off either. The weird days in between Christmas where everything is just really weird timing, we would still work then. But as much as possible, the managers would try and give you the choice between whether you worked Christmas Eve, Boxing Day or New Year's Eve. So you like you would definitely work at least one, but they tried to be a little bit flexible. Mm. So when I was younger, not that I'm super old now, but when I was younger, New Year's Eve was the priority, right? So I had more time to do my hair and my makeup. See, we worked on Christmas Eve and then shut for a week and then like reopened after a week, so like after like New Year and stuff, which I quite liked because you'd had all, have all the Christmas period to celebrate would you have to use your annual leave for that yeah you'd have to use your i think it was like three days of your own holiday that you had to use what about your experience hannah yeah my setting used to close at christmas and as a manager it's like the real time to have a break because when you're on annual leave at other times there could be issues or you'd be expecting your phone to ring but everyone was off for a week at christmas so it was like a real proper relaxed time because no one was going to be calling you with a problem or any emails to catch up on and having the time off was a real perk for me when I moved into private earlier settings having worked in schools one of the first things I did was book a cheap holiday with my friend to go away (laughs) because it was always just too expensive in the school holidays so that was a big perk for me being able to take holiday when I wanted to. I have a lot of teacher friends that are always like do you want to come on holiday with us and I'm like financially no. (laughs) <laughs> because it's going to cost me an extra three or four hundred pounds, I'll just go without you. <laughs> I think another big difference between schools and private settings is the age of the children. Because they take on funded children, they're not under two years old. 
Whereas obviously in a day nursery, they can go from anywhere up to zero. And that's my age range. I love working with the baby. So I did miss that when I was working in a school setting. Yes, I found a lot of families choose private earlier settings over school settings because of the availability of childcare, like the hours and the th- all through the year. And locally to me, a lot of, sort of school earlier settings are struggling because parents can't send their child there because it doesn't meet their needs. Yeah. So that's kind of another aspect. But when you think about the hours as well, if they shot at the normal time that a school shorts like not many parents have finished work at like 3 30 so like then they need to send them to like after school club and stuff like that after whereas obviously pvi open until like half six i'm saying so it suits better yeah. yeah and that's why a lot of pbi settings also do after school club isn't it because mm-hmm. to pick up the gap there that's been left but obviously with their changes coming well, some of the suggested changes from the consultation, that's not going to be a thing for much longer because they want all after school clubs to be in schools, don't they? So that's another big change coming for us. The other thing that Hannah mentioned before we started recording, which I didn't really think about, is the amount of practitioners that you have available in a schooled PVI. So you were saying, Hannah, that there's more in a PVI setting? Yeah, so obviously in a PVI setting, you, you may have qualified teachers and members of staff with a level six, but generally it's level three qualified staff. But I found in a, a school setting, you've got your teacher using their one to 13 ratio. So you've generally got less bodies in that room, which I think generally the more hands you've got, the, the easier it is and you can interact more with children. So that was always another factor for me that yes, you've got more qualified staff, but you've actually got less hands. Yeah, that's a good point. Because The consensus from what I've seen online and chatting to other nursery practitioners is that it's so rare to actually use the 1 to 13 ratio in private daycare, even when you've got the option. Charlotte's actually one of the only people I've ever met that has done the 1 to 13 ratio, which is crazy because we have the option, but... Like you said, most settings choose not to even when they do. Yeah, we did it. We used it a few times at preschool. Um, I can't say particularly liked it but um it had to be done sometimes depending on the staffing but um yeah it were only a couple times but one person to 13 children at three years old they are still quite they're still young aren't they really they still Mm -hmm. need quite a lot of attention so you don't realize how hard it is once you're in that situation where you've got a lot more because you're taking on 13 three to four year olds but yeah Yeah. i think that you shall we only used it if there was sickness or some sort of staffing disaster emergency situations and it, it it was necessary to do so but it was generally not a great morning in terms of quality of <laughs> interaction. I mean it's all fun games. <laughs> do you think that the um, 1 to 13 ratio works better in school because of the way that they like plan their day they're a lot more structured compared to a PVI setting like it's a lot more go with the flow free flow in the moment planning sort of thing but whereas like with a school setting they probably have like their planning proper set out and stuff like that so they can in some ways manage the children a bit better that's such a good point place I've never thought about it like that because you always see that nursery setters in schools they do still tend to do it it's just a little bit more formal than what we do and it's a lot more adult-led and I know they'll still follow like spontaneous planning and stuff like that but there is that more structured element isn't there so I think that's probably a really good point actually and I sometimes think they've got better buildings better layouts of their rooms as well and not having to carry children down the stairs yeah just think sometimes (laughs) Like, depending on, like, what building you're based in and, like, how big your room is can make a massive difference because I used to think our preschool room wasn't big enough for all those children and you've just got so many toys everywhere and it's, like, I feel like in a, like a nursery school, 
it's the room's a little bit more I don't know how to explain it it's a little bit more schooly structured the room than it is maybe in a private nursery so well I think that highlights that fundamentally the main difference between a school setting and a private setting is they both do education but a private setting is also a business so whereas education is obviously a priority if the private setting isn't making money isn't making profit isn't at least breaking even it can't function it collapses in on itself and you can see the differences with that throughout and it is things like staff pay the quality and the availability of the resources the actual setting itself because I have been in some PBI settings where it does feel like it could do with a little bit of a facelift and it's I've been in school settings of this that are the same but it seems to be much less because they've got this government funding that we don't tend to get on the private side of things which I think affects a lot of stuff. Was there um, a difference in the pay so like you say you've both worked in a school based and PBI like did the pay change between the two? Well I got minimum wage when I was a teaching assistant and then when I worked in a private nursery, I was a room leader, so it was slightly above minimum wage, but not like, I wouldn't say a massive amount. But when you work in the school-based, your wage is stretched over because of the holidays. So the pay is slightly different when you get it every month, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I suppose you're working technically less hours in the day. Yeah. And you're not getting paid for the holidays because there's so many, but your pay is being stretched over a longer period of time. So I guess it's quite hard to answer that one. I think I found, unless you're a teacher working in a, a school nursery, if you work in a private earlier setting, there is opportunity to earn more money, like Charlotte said, being a room leader, being a deputy manager. Whereas in a school, you're generally like a, a one role, and that's kind of your pay band. Whereas in a private setting, you can take on the role of a SENCO, and some are lucky enough to get paid a little bit more money. Or as I said, a deputy manager, you might get a bit more than minimum wage. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that either. I suppose in a private setting there's more opportunities for progression if you want to work your way up the ladder you've got that whereas in a school nursery it's usually just your team and the teacher I know some have I've seen some that have like school nursery managers so it depends how it's run but Mm. some have them um, HLTAs as well them higher level teaching assistants Mm-hmm. And they get a little bit more pay than a regular teaching assistant but um yeah in a nursery I feel like you've got so many in a private nursery so many other opportunities to work your way up than you do if you work in a school setting and opportunities to like work around the nursery as well like sometimes like we've spoke about before on the podcast like but covering in other rooms like it breaks up your day a bit doesn't it and like what you do every day one day you'll turn up and you're not in toddler room you're in baby room and you're, oh it's a nice little change but I guess you don't get that in a school either. Oh, yeah, that must be a good point. Like, I know some will take from two-year-olds, but again, my experience of that is they're usually all, everyone's in the same room, whereas a day nursery tends to be a bit more split off, in my experience. Working in a private earlier setting, we often had to have our staff meetings after everyone had gone home, so six, getting on towards seven o'clock. Those times are hard to think about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's too long. After a day, but it is often the only time to have a staff meeting or a training session whereas in a school-based setting where you're finishing at least by four it's a more reasonable day to do some training or have a meeting and often you have inset days as well to get a lot of training done as well so it feels like that's maybe not so rushed in a school setting. So from what we've said there are advantages and disadvantages to both I suppose it just depends on what's important to you in your lifestyle Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Private Early Years chat room. As always, you can catch us on a multitude of our social media channels, which include Facebook, Facebook groups, Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, YouTube. If it exists, we're probably on it. But we'll hear from you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.
was a super episode. Thank you so much to the lovely Twinkle Private Earliers team for coming over and sharing their views on the differences. It's so interesting, isn't it? I feel like I've learned a lot because I've been in school-based settings for my entire career, so 10 years. And I've learned things about private settings that I didn't know before. And FYI, guys, the ratio of 1 to 13 isn't manageable even in a school nursery. (laughs) And if you want to know more about what the Twinkle Private Earliers team are up to, I have linked all of their socials in this episode. But there we are. That'll be it for today. I'm really hoping you enjoyed it. I did. And I can't wait to hear more from the Twinkle Private Earliers team. And until then, I hope you have a great day. We'll see you soon. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. If you would like to join in or would like to know more, then come and find us on our social media sites. We have a Facebook page, Facebook groups, an Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube. All the links of where to find us will be in our podcast description. Come and join the conversation. And whatever you're doing today, I hope you have a great day.